0: Welcome to Building Bulletproof Backs, where we redefine the mainstream medical approach to healing stubborn back pain. Join physiotherapist and movement addict, Marion McRae, on a mission to end the back pain epidemic. Building Bulletproof Backs requires mental, physical, and emotional strategy. Hope is not enough. Listen now as she interviews real-life back pain sufferers who have found a way out of the nightmare and introduces you to leading-edge teachers with powerful tools that can change your life. You can do this. Your body knows how to heal. You just got to learn how to get out of its way. Now, let's get into today's episode. All
1: right. Hey, welcome to the very first Ever building bulletproof, proof-proof, say it building bulletproof backs podcast. Um, I know you and I have had discussions before about the concept, and I wanted you to be the very first client on because when we had our little catch up a few months ago, when you were talking to me about withdrawing medication under GP assistance and your decision to do that, I remember thinking, "Wow, like, wow." That's a huge move and a move you could only really take if you felt you had support tools in place that would allow you to do that. So before we get to that, let's backtrack and just let me know and start to talk to me about your back pain journey.
2: Thank you. Okay, I will. I started uh, experiencing neck pain, really, um, just over 12 years ago and I uh, eventually got diagnosed with osteoarthritis, um, which presented as really bad neck pain and migraines. Um, Of course, I was offered medication. That was the first uh, cap off the rank, really, and then just experienced uh, more back pain, and it eventuated as down my shoulders, down my arms, and I started dropping things. So I knew something wasn't right. Um, I ended up going for an MRI and they found that I had compression in my spine and I had to undergo major surgery and removal of a spur because it was impinging my nerves. Right. I then thought that uh, things would get better. Um, I was trying to manage the best I could but medications seemed to be getting more and more or I needed more and more. Mm. And um, I was thinking that after the surgery I would be able to cope. Mm. Um, Things would be better. Yeah. They weren't. Right. They got worse. Yeah, right. And was eventually told that I had chronic neuropathic pain from nerve damage. Right. So I couldn't reduce any medication and I was offered lots of um, so-called assistance. Yeah. Um, I was told that I should be lying down for 20 minutes every hour. Um, I was told that I would have to retire from my job. I was told that um, the only way that I could really cope was to go on even more medication. Mm. Um and how did you feel in all of that? I was losing my ability to cope. In actual fact, yep. I my um, I'd always been able to do so much, mm. and to be told that that was the only solution, mm. um, I had to stop doing all the things that I like doing mm. um, because they hurt. The, it, the pain was extreme, yeah. and it yeah. was constant. Yeah. So I really didn't know which avenue to take from there, mm. and the fact that the medication was making me very foggy. Mm. Um, I lost my confidence. Mm. Um, I lost my my posture. Yeah. Um, I looked weak.
1: Yeah.
2: I remember. <laughs>
1: I remember meeting you as a client in Nana for the very first time, and I remember. Being blown away by how little movement you had. Mm. You you could not move your chin mm. more than five degrees left or right. Mm. And I remember thinking, how does a spine get that frozen? That frozen, That that's as good as it gets in terms mm. of range of motion. And I also remembered looking at you <laughs> and looking kind of behind your eyes and just, I had I had this in this impression of you as this beautiful bird caught in a gilded cage like you wanted to get out but mm. you literally couldn't your body was keeping you trapped and the challenge for me as a clinician for you when I was driving home that day was thinking what the hell do we mm. do in a spine that's that frozen mm. and that you know, there were reasons we couldn't actually get your joints to move because of your reactions to the surgery and we knew you were non surgical. So mm. you know, for me personally I was thinking how I don't know if I've got any other tools that we can mm. offer you because you had um Yeah, I didn't hold much hope to be honest. <laughs> for you. Okay. I was never gonna tell you that. But um <laughs> I was thinking, man, this is tricky. Yeah. Oh. So what'd you okay. do?
2: Well <laughs> I came to the decision that if there was no other solution, I had to find one. Mm. And that really started my journey, my search, I would say. Yeah. So my search began and uh, I looked everywhere and I read everything Mm. and I watched everything on pain management. And I'd had injections in my neck as well and they'd have to stop so... I then had to realize, okay, there was only one person that could do this, and it was me. Mm. So I had to go to a different level, basically. Yeah. yeah. And after reading everything and realizing that my relationship to my pain had to change, mm. if I was going to be in charge, um, I really needed to let go. Mm.
1: That's the irony, hey? What a di- what and what a dichotomy of thinking. And that well that what you've put in there is a mental tool. Yep. That you know, when we talk about how do we begin this journey of moving towards healing, we mm. it's not just about the body. Yep. There's a great quote I only heard recently which says the body reacts to the mind mm. and the mind reacts to the soul. Mm. And when you look at that hierarchy, mm. you know, you you can't just approach back pain from a physical aspect. Well you can, but it's mm. not that successful. Mm. When it's persistent constant and deteriorating, yep. you've got to bring something else to the table. So it yep. sounds like your first tool was a mental strategy to redefine your relationship
2: with the pain. Yep. Okay. My relationship to the pain came from when I was diagnosed with chronic neuroth- neuro- neuropathic.
1: neuropathic pain. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
2: And uh, I thought... I've got this for the rest of my life mm. and it was a label and I had to realise that it was just a label. Mm. Somebody had told me that that's what I had mm. and I thought, okay, if I have to live with this every day for the rest of my life, I still have a lot of living to do mm. and I made the decision to stop some of my pain medication. Um because it was not helping my lifestyle at all, really. And it was a long journey and it was tough. Mm. And I found that I could do it if I didn't label things. So so talk to us about that. Give me an
1: example of that.
2: Okay. Dropping the label meant that the relationship to it wasn't going down that track. So not going down that track is I had to find another place that I could be mm. without having labels on anything, not just the pain but how I stood, how I dealt with my life, how I got out of bed in the morning mm. and all of those things. So, yes, I have pain. Do I have to suffer it? No, I don't.
1: Yeah, that's the big thing, isn't mm. it?
2: Choice, The choice in
1: the reaction to it. And, you know, very easy from someone who isn't in back pain, mm. what what would your response have been to a physio who told you in those dark, depressing, when you were in it? Mm. If a physio had said to you, okay, you know, I know you're in pain, but you have a choice as to whether mm. you suffer or not, what would have been your reaction?
2: I would have heard it, but I wouldn't have believed it. Interesting. Okay. Would so, you have
1: reacted negatively to it?
2: Possibly. Yeah. I would have, I would have thought... You don't understand. You yeah. don't know where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and I think it's everybody's choice and it's everybody's journey. Mm. But I can tell you that if you make a decision not to suffer pain, mm. you can go down a different track. Yeah. And my track was meditation.
1: Yeah. So tell me about that. How did you
2: discover meditation? I tried everything. Right. It Was, just, was it the last... I wouldn't say it was the last call, but I thought, well, I can't stop my mind. How do I stop this going through my head? Okay. And I then heard about a meditation that told me that I didn't have to stop my thoughts. Beautiful, because
1: we we've discussed this. When I suggest meditation as a tool to people, mm. the most common response is, "I've tried it. I can't do it. My mm. mind doesn't stop." Mm. You know, and and the irony is, they're the people who need it the most. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, so what what technique or what style of meditation sold you?
2: Okay, I was very fortunate and, again, I think the journey was meant to go the way that it went mm. and I found what's called Ascension Meditation. Okay. And it's an amazing tool that really gave me back joy and contentment, I would say. Yeah. Um, when I learned, and it was a weekend course. Right. When I learned, um, I went with uh, trepidation. Did you? What yeah. was
1: your fear? Can you
2: remember? I thought that perhaps I won't be able to do it. Right. Um, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, what
1: were you seeking from it, though, when you thought it's not going to work? What were you looking for it to work on?
2: To get rid of the pain.
1: So you were trying to remove pain. Yeah.
2: Right. And the meditation taught me that I didn't need to do that. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So really it's done nothing for your pain, but it's helped you to coexist with it in a whole new way. Yep, completely. Interesting. Completely.
2: And that's what I think is so lovely for people to discover for themselves. There is a place that you can be. It's very secure. It's very safe. I have it with me all the time. Mm. And the pain is just my companion that's there.
1: Yeah, wow. And so how long did it take you practicing this form of meditation to get to that space, though? Well, What was your initial, uh, like, did you have to create a discipline in accepting that you were not great at it and it was going to take a while, or was the journey a little bit different?
2: I would say that the first... The, you do it on the on the first evening, you, you do one practice. Right. And that one practice showed me that I could distance myself and I could find that space. Okay. So Between one, the thoughts. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and it wasn't trying to stop them at all, but it, I just wasn't hanging on to them. Right. They were just coming and going. Okay. So the fact that I had found it on the first night there and then... Yeah. ...made me... Quite inquisitive as to where the journey was going.
1: Perfect. Great. Yeah. Mm. And then how long would you say before you Mm. felt this was a real viable, useful, portable tool, cheap, that you could take anywhere, use in any moment as your sort of number one thing that you can hold on to and and use?
2: All right. My journey went along. Um, It was a weekend course. They ask you to practice the meditation for 20 minutes a day, three times a day. And to create the habit and to know that you have the ability to find the space, mm. they ask for you to do it for six weeks. Right. I was sold after the first weekend.
1: Fabulous, yep, yep.
2: And the practice has shown me that um, my life can be what I want it to be without labelling things and without... Um, trying to get rid of something that I know is going to be there all the time. Mm. And do you know that for sure, though? I do now. Right. Um, but it doesn't, it seems to be like my thoughts. Right. I can watch it. Right. And it can come and go. Yeah. And I don't think, well, is it going to be worse than yesterday or is it going to be better tomorrow? Yeah. I I stay in this moment. And I know that this moment is what I have Beautiful. to really create the space and to be comfortable.
1: Mm.
2: So, yeah.
1: Because I think there's there's pain and then there's an escalation of the pain depending on the thought that attaches to it.
2: You've got it.
1: And so the fear of those thoughts and the classic ones are, am I always going to be like this? Does this mean for the rest of my life I can't do the things that mm-hmm. I love? You know, is this going to affect my financial capacity? You know, can I be the parent I want to be? Mm. Those questions, which really Mm. no one knows the answer to, they fuel or, you know, feed the anxiety, the frustration, the anger. And certainly from a neurobiology perspective, we know that pain is a signal in the brain that perceives the input. But when you attach a negative emotion to it, the perception of the pain goes higher. Yep. And vice versa. So it seems to me from listening to you that the meditation's been a tool for you to step back from your thoughts and so bypass that whole circuit almost.
2: It doesn't mean that you don't do anything else. It's made me aware that I do need a physio. Right. I exercise a lot. I do yoga to my capacity. Yeah. I don't push myself beyond my capacity. Yeah. But I stretch myself so that my body benefits. Yeah. Um, My mission is to stay mobile. Perfect. um, And that... Because my practice I can do also with my eyes open, Right. Um, that can help me through my day as well. Right. So if I get into a tricky situation or if I feel that it's going to be a bit of a situation where pain is going to present itself, Yeah. Um, my eyes open practice really helps me with that as well.
1: Yeah, wow.
2: So it's really... Um, it is stopping the labelling and also being present in the moment.
1: Yeah, that's a huge one, isn't it? Mm. You know, another thought that comes to mind is uh, depression is when we look to the past and anxiety mm. is when we look to the future. Yeah. But in that stillness of the present moment, there's neither. Yeah. And so, so you're using your mind to be able to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Have you had much experience with using your physical senses? So, mm. you know, the how your body feels in mm. a chair, uh, what you're smelling in the moment, what you're mm. seeing visually in the moment, mm. or what you're tasting in the moment. You know, like, I'm coming to this place of thinking our senses are God's gift, really, yeah. <laughs> to bring us back to pleasure, to bring us back to
2: the moment. Yep. Yeah. I really think that I'm a finely engineered tool. Oh, well. I would and agree. I would agree. Yeah. And <laughs> it's the only one I've got. Yeah. So I have to take care of it. Yeah. And I have to use it to the best of my ability. Yeah. And I am so blessed that I'm here and that I've got it. Mm. Whereas in my darkest moments, I didn't want to be here at all. Mm.
1: And I think that's a common, that's a completely natural thought, isn't it? Mm. Because if you thought you were locked in that for the rest of your life Mm. and deprived of all those fun, pleasurable Mm. activities, I I, I get it. I get Mm. it. I would probably, I would definitely think Mm. the same way. Yeah.
2: And the thing is that really every day is a blessing and when I I do have my senses in it and as you say my body definitely Mm. and I concentrate on the bits that don't hurt yeah and I'm I'm just so thankful that I can do as much as I can do yeah so my journey really now is journey to bliss beautiful Mm.
1: so when did you make the decision to what's your medication status at the moment
2: I'm on very limited. I yep. do take Lyrica for nerve pain, but okay. that's going to be my next one okay. that we're talking so about. So what
1: did you uh, choose to withdraw from first?
2: Tramadol okay. <laughs> after 12 and a half years. Oh,
1: my God. Mm. Oh, my. That's huge. Mm. And yeah. your GP, by the sounds of it, was amazingly supportive mm. and amazingly useful. Yep. And so tell me about your GP's reaction when you went in and said, I want to withdraw from some of my
2: medication. He was very supportive. Uh, He is an amazing GP. Yeah. And um, I thought I was doing so well um, and obviously came off it a little bit too early. Right. Um, So I did have a complete crash. Right. Um, But with my teaching my ascension meditation, we always have teachers as a backup. Right. So I always have somebody there I can talk to. Oh,
1: that's a great, that's a great thing. Know. And that's free?
2: Absolutely. It doesn't cost
1: a dime? No. Beautiful. No. What a oh, great, what a great tool. I
2: I paid for my first fear when, yep. when I learn. Yeah. grand total of about $500. Wow. And I have literally a lifetime of being able to be with teachers or have teachers yeah. and to repeat as much as I want so that's that's just amazing to me Yeah. and having a gp as well uh, my teacher actually said to me you mm. need to talk to your gp right. so they don't just push anything away no and um, when i talked to my gp who has also helped me and and said meditation is a great tool yeah um he helped me through the next was 3 to 6 weeks yeah Um, But I didn't take tramadol again, and I haven't had it since.
1: Wow. And did you notice, as you say, as you withdrew, (gasps) a spike in pain or no spike
2: in pain? Um, Again, I didn't label it. Okay. I could have. Great. Yeah. But I saw it there. Yeah. I saw my reaction to it. Yeah. And I found different ways that I could cope with it. Yes, I did meditate a lot. Yeah. And I did a lot of eyes-open meditation through it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, um, But I kno- knew that I had the strength there mm. and I knew that I had that stillness within me that mm. would help me. And, yeah, it did. And let's talk about then
1: beyond using meditation as a tool for you to coexist. Mm. Have you had, no doubt when you meditate more, you build this deeper connection to Mm -hmm. what I will refer to as spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is nothing religious. This is just acknowledging that we are physical bodies Mm -hmm. with a soul internally or through us, Mm -hmm. and we have a brain that thinks as well. Mm -hmm. What do you feel by developing that connection to a deeper level? Do you feel there was an element of it guiding you to maybe classes or therapists or other people with stories, you know, that yep. helped you on your journey?
2: Yep. It completely.
1: And can you give me, you know,
2: does an anything example. come to mind
1: when we talk about that?
2: <laughs> There's lots. Um, we call it room service. <laughs> room service. <laughs> and the universe just provides it. Gorgeous. So for me it on was... Speed yeah, on speed up. On speed up. Yeah, completely. Love it. It was one of those things that if I needed to have a massage, um, somebody was there to give me a massage. Gorgeous. If I needed to go for a swim, somebody would invite me to a pool.
1: Great.
2: Um, If I needed to sleep more, when I go to meditate, I would go to sleep easily. Yeah, right. So really, the universe looks after it. I don't have to.
1: That's right. So, But it's, uh, it's developing a trust in it that. It is, completely. And it's, it's letting go and allowing that. Yep. And it's hard to do that when your connection is a little bit erratic and a little bit new. Yep. Uh, but, the, but the benefits of constant practice is that beyond using it as a tool, what I see it as also helping is acknowledging that if, if you do need, uh, you know, an osteopath or a masseuse yeah. or, a, or a, a movement class that's going to benefit you, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know who you need to see in any moment because that person will resonate with you when you hear their name yeah. or when you... And this is where we go a bit woo, but, you know, I don't care. I, I've, I've heard it from clients time and time again, yeah. and what frustrates me with our current approach is that we completely ignore the fact that yeah. we are spiritual beings. Yep. And quantum field mechanics is now catching up. Science is catching up to spirituality. But that's going to be 20-something years before the mainstream medical model will accept most of these current research articles. So in the meantime, you know, part of this mission of this podcast is to have people start to open up to the fact that in any moment you have spiritual guidance available to you if you sit still enough for long enough to listen. Yeah, And, you know, one of the best things building your pathway to meditation I feel is just getting out in nature and sitting under a tree for five minutes and being quiet for sure I actually don't think it takes much you've got to just let that initial connection develop and then fuel it and feed it yep
2: I completely agree because if I hadn't have found it I don't know where I would have been Mm. but the change was the choice that I made. Yeah. The change that I knew that there was a different way Mm. and I had to be strong enough and able to be open and trusting to find it and Mm. that's where the universe guided me. Mm. And, yes, I could feel it in my heart. Yeah. I'm not saying it was easy and I wouldn't tell anybody with pain that it's easy. No. But to find a different way, you do have to drop all of that labelling and conditioning and be able to let go and be open enough to see what does present itself. Mm. And if you can do that, there is an amazing life there for you Mm. with pain or with no pain. Mm. So it can be there for everybody, Mm. but you have to have the trust and know that, the universe can guide you towards what you need at yeah. the right time.
1: Yeah. So would you say now, uh, moving forward, where do you see your ability to continue to
2: progress? I, I will progress, and my mission really is to help other people progress. Right. Because... Well, that's why we are alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why you're
1: the first one sitting
2: in the chair. Yeah. Well, the whole thing really was... I'd got to the stage that I didn't feel I was any use to anybody. Mm. And that's very debilitating to anybody. Mm. So I've come this far. I've learnt this much. Mm. I know that it can be found. Mm. And I can show people that they have the choice. It is their choice which way they go. Yes, I found Ascension Meditation. Yes, it's easy. It's simple. It's effective. So naturally, that's going to be... way that I'm gonna go yeah yeah. and if I can teach somebody else some way to find meditation Mm. do it Mm. read things be open Mm. open to learn Mm. and open to having fun with life again
1: yeah yeah because when the fun comes you know pleasure and fun are healing Yeah, You know, they're the biochemistry of rapid healing. And, you know, the opposite is also true. So simple things actually have huge impact. And I love that meditation as a tool is portable, Mm. is cheap, Mm. doesn't cost you anything, can access it any time, in any moment. And beyond using it for your pain, it it enriches your life, I think is what you're saying. Yeah, completely. So So that the... The pain story mm. becomes such a small aspect of your day-to-day existence that it almost fades a little it does. bit.
2: Yeah, and it is stop listening to what your mind's saying, because your mind will tell you things. You, it will play tricks, mm. yeah. And and really, they're just thoughts. Definitely. They last ten to twenty seconds. of thought, and it's gone. <laughs> and I can tell you that most of the thoughts you have today, you'll have tomorrow. So why <laughs> worry about that That's anyway? True.
1: And I like to think of thoughts as a radio station dial. Yeah. So I notice when I'm in a ripper mood, the thoughts are awesome. Yeah. I'm invincible. I could do this. I might sign up and run 100 kilometres, you know, whatever. I can do anything when I'm in an up-elevated state. When I nosedive, energy drops at the end of the day, dinner's there, haven't done the shopping, laundry, you know. Oh, my goodness, the change in thoughts, you know. I'm a terrible mother. I've done this. I'm this. I'm guilty, you know. Oh, my goodness. And just... Being able to notice the association between the emotional state and the thinking, there's power in just that, because you can step out of it and say, well, what radio station am I tuning into right now? And I don't want that one. I prefer these thoughts, because these elevated thoughts make me feel differently, and the feelings and the emotions are a really good indicator of where we're at, full stop. So we've got so many choices, don't we? We have.
2: Uh, And also... I think it's finding, for me, it's finding the silence behind the thoughts Mm. that has been nice. Mm. And life is amazing. You can see it all happening. Mm. And life comes to you. For me, I've found that. I am more open to all the things that come to me. And, yes, I have bad days. And, yes, I have days that I need to be alone. That's fine. But I don't beat myself up. And I also don't label that that's the way things need to be. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's life can... Well, life is hectic. Yeah. I've got so much more happening in my life now mm. um, because I'm willing to trust that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And... My pain is just what it is. and Yeah. Life goes on. I love it. I love
1: it. So we're going to wrap up. But before we do, I would love you to tell me where anyone listening can find more information about Ascension Meditation. I think they have a website, don't they? They do. It's
2: www.thebrightpath.com. Okay. And I'll put that in the notes attached to the end of this podcast. And the other thing is, if they go to Eventbrite which is E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E, The Bright Path. Yeah. That will give you all of the upcoming um, courses that we do. Oh, great. And as I say, $500 investment is a lifetime That's
1: amazing. That's such good value. You'd spend more in that on pain meds in one month, one week, you know. You know, to think that you have access yeah. to that and the teachers for a lifetime yeah, is—it sure. actually demonstrates to me the integrity and the genuineness yeah. of the teachings. Yeah, yeah, they're not a lot, and They're not out to make coin. They're actually on the spiritual journey. Exactly,
2: yeah. and we, and we teach in lots of different places, and we offer it to lots of different people. Yeah, um, but I can tell you that was the best five hundred dollars I've ever oh, spent in my
1: life. Yeah, fabulous. Mm-hmm. And so, final question: If you think of me as someone, if you think of Me, as you, eight Mm. years ago, or someone in equivalent pain in those dark, depressing places, what advice would you give me? And maybe three things. Three top tips. Okay. I would go
2: on a journey to find a different way. Right.
1: Or or open myself to the possibility that there is a way out or a way to find joy and peace and love again.
2: Yep, definitely. I would um, research as much as you want to. But there is a stage that you come to that you have to stop doing all of that yeah. and find a meditation practice that works for you. Beautiful.
1: Good. <laughs> well, that's it. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> Give me a hug. That was great. <laughs> Good on you. Oh. I'm so pleased for you. And the change
2: physically <laughs> in you.
1: I Movement, know. I skin know. tone, smile, expressions. It's all there. You are walking yes. evidence of the benefit of your practice. So yep. Um, yep. thank you for being the first guest.
2: Thank you for letting me. It's been fun. Good.
1: <laughs> done. We're done. Oh, good. Okay. Excellent. Oh, look. You can get out. i got you on time.
2: <laughs> Go. That was brilliant. Did you enjoy that? I did. I think we covered the... I yes only covered it, yes sentence, it really, yeah it was great yeah well, it'd be interesting to see how it comes out you can cut out things you
1: don't oh I'm just gonna I think most of it
2: was we just keep
1: it all we just cut out the interruption bit
2: <laughs> the doc- I don't I don't mind if it's all over the place the doctor bit yeah <laughs> well that the, yeah that's good too really isn't it because. um... Yeah, it's
1: anything- very natural then. Oh, yeah, I'm not trying to make it hard. I'm not trying no. to make it polished. No. I'm just trying to, it's a real chat about no. real people doing real stuff. Yeah. So that's us. That's us.
0: Thanks for listening to Building Bulletproof Backs. To learn more about Marion's unique eight-week Building a Bulletproof back online course, visit the link in the show notes you will receive a step-by-step system providing mental, physical, and emotional strategies for smashing your back pain to the curb. Ain't nothing like this anywhere else on the market. Become your own hero.